if you want to stay in the same situation, then continue doing what you're doing. And you guys can get on board and go down this four-lane highway and just rock it out, and you don't have to have a decade of learning process. Meet people where they are. If you want to have all types of clients, be a Rubik's Cube. Meet them where they want to be met. We have to know our numbers. We have to know how much we want, and then what, how many deals do I have to close to make that a reality? What I want to do over the next half hour or so is give you clarity on the items that really are going to generate money for you and allow you to do the things you want to do. So if you're not currently being coached by the people in the industry that are doing it at the highest level, then you're working too hard to get there. This is the Next Level Loan Officers Podcast with Kenneth Travis and Sean Zamanoff. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Next Level Loan Officers Podcast. My host, Kenneth Travis. What's up, brother? How are you today? What's up, my man, dude? I'm going to tell you, as I tell you every single time, if I was doing any better, I couldn't stand it. <laughs> we couldn't stand you or you couldn't stand it? <laughs> Probably both. <laughs> so we're joined by Rick Ward today. Rick is a veteran, first of all. Rick, thank you for your service. Um, we're going to talk a little more about that and how that's kind of led into a, a specialty of, of a VA loan niche for him. Rick, you're in Colorado Springs. Uh, you have, uh, I mean, you're a rock star loan officer. There's just no other way to put it. You've been crushing it for, for years. And uh, 250, 280 loans a year is just kind of the norm of how you roll. So, uh, hey, before, before you get started, Sean, uh, Rick, just for the record, he never, he never thanks me for my service. He, like, he just... He always ignores that. I'm just putting that out there. Well, he was in the wrong branch. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Hey, so, Sean, before you, before you dive in, like, like, Rick, you and me know each other for a long time. Would you agree? Like, Absolutely. And, uh, and, man, I've always been impressed with uh, your business ethic and just how hard you work. Like, you're a true implementer. You do what you say you're going to do. You do the work. You're in the trenches with us on a consistent basis. You share a lot in our group. You're in our top producers, huddle group. Uh, you're one of the leaders in that group. And, and, uh, man, you just offer the marketplace so much knowledge. And so before we get started, I just want to thank you for just being an awesome guy that you are and, uh, and, and, and being, being here today and sharing with us. So I pre appreciate it a lot. And thank you for your service, Ken. Okay. Hey, thank, hey, man, I appreciate that. Our Marines too. So, yeah. <laughs> Ken, thanks for being on the call. I appreciate it. <laughs> so, Rick, uh, I, you know, like we were saying, man, you, you have an amazing business. So you're a huge contributor in the top producer huddle and, and definitely one of uh, the top few LOs in units closed in the country. Um, man, you're, you're teaching classes. You're helping veterans. H how are you doing all this? What, what's your day look like in you know, maybe even take a few steps back and where did it start out? Where, where was Rick before you were closing almost 300 loans a year? Yeah. Yeah. That's, I like that. Uh, cause I think, uh, I'm not from Missouri, but I always like that, that expression, uh, the show me state, right? Like, tell me, tell me. So I know. Right. And, um, anyway, so, uh, I got to Colorado in 91, I got stationed at Fort Carson. And when I got out of the service, I started at a telemarketing call center at MCI. I don't know if you guys remember that phone company, MCI, but those were cold calls all day, every day. And that's kind of how I got my sales career started because whether we like it or not, or you think you are, you're in sales in this business, right? And so, um, and, and I give a lot of credit and tribute to that job. But my, they paid me $5 an hour 
plus commission. That was my first job out of the service, right? And um, and so uh, when you get to you know on an auto dialer and you're getting call after call, as soon as you hang up, the next one comes in, and uh, you just develop a skill set to learn how to handle rejection, right? And then how to relate to people in a very fast and a quick manner. And so I, I'm telling you, that's how I learned sales. So long story short is I got into software sales after that. And then I got into the mortgage business. And so, you know, what year was that? What's that? What year did you get in the mortgage business? Uh, uh, at the, at the end of 2011. So my first real year was 2012. So, wow. Um, yeah. So, I thought you'd been in way longer than that. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. I said 83. Um, I was guessing. I knew. That it's funny. I thought I heard you say that. That you know what? It's funny you say that because that's the year I graduated high school, okay? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, anyways, and then software sales for and with a company you might have heard of it called Oracle, it's kind of a big software company. Sure. Um, that's where I learned the face-to-face sales, because uh, I didn't have that piece. Everything I did before that was on the phone. And then uh then the mortgage business. Um and uh, you know, I can just jump right into that too. So uh, I, I will say that in the first two years I was into business, I thought I had to learn everything about mortgages. Like I needed to know, you know, all the nitty gritty details. And I think all that stuff's probably important, but where it really took off for me was, and, and by the way, the first two years, I think I closed 50 deals the first year and 50 the second, second year. Um, then the light bulbs, the light switch went off and I'm like, Hey, listen, this is just like any other sales job you've ever had. Right. People do business with people they know they like, and they trust. And so I said, all right, people got to know me, right? How do I do that? Uh, people got to like me, which sometimes is hard, right? But, you know, I can find a way usually. And then they got to trust you, right? And so I focused on the no part first. Um, and I started getting out there. Like I literally went to all the networking events, not because I was trying to get business there, but I wanted people to know who I was. Um, and, uh, and I made the phone calls because that's my background, right? I'm not afraid to make the calls. So I got a list from you know, from somebody in the business say, Hey, I need a list of realtors. And I called them. Um, and that was it. One in one relationship at a time, I built the business. Um, and, uh, when they get, when you start making phone calls and, and, you know, talking to folks and meeting with them, they get to know you. So, um, does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. And so then, uh, after I made those phone calls and started making, getting these, building these relationships one-on-one, um, business started coming in. It was crazy because you literally just need to ask. Like, I can't tell you because there's so many bad lenders out there because they think it's easy to get in our business. Or just like, like there's realtors that think it's easy to get into real estate because I'm going to be a realtor. And they learn real quick. It ain't that easy, right? You know, to, to rise to the top. It's easy, it's easy for people to get in the business, right? Like it's easy to get licensed. It's easy yes. saying, hey, I'm a loan officer. I'm a real estate agent. It's a whole other thing to attract buyers to work. Yep. That's a whole nother, that's a whole nother skill set. Hold it, whole nother skill set. And let's just talk about that, that skill set. Like if you want to be magnetic and attract people to you, two things, right? One is you got to make sure that you are making them feel better after an interaction with you. Like, like life happens, right? And so misery loves company. Just don't be that person. You want to make sure when you, when you leave, like, hey, man, oh, that was, I love talking to Rick. I love talking to Ken or whatever, right? Sean. Um, and then the other thing is I try to remember is you got to leave them a little smarter than when, when, before you came and talked to them. So the things that you do those, like you attract people. That's just it. Right. Don't be the guy when you leave the room, it brightens up. Right. <laughs> so yeah. 
Um, it's an emotional intelligence, isn't it, Rick? Yeah. You know, when you said earlier, it's like we think that sometimes we need to know everything there is to know about loan programs and guidelines and this, that. And yes, it's important. Like, so don't don't discount what I'm saying. Sure. But the most important thing is having this emotional intelligence when we communicate with people to leave them feeling better after we left them or more educated because this is the reality. We know, like even the worst loan officers know 98% more than what the consumer market knows, <laughs> right? Right, right. right. So it's like that 2%, you know, is like the things that we don't know that we can go find out real quick. And I always tell loan officers like, hey, if you don't know, just say, hey, I don't know. Let me find that out for you because guidelines yeah. are constantly changing. So well, the other thing is if, if all you had to do was no loans, the best processor on the planet would close the most loans. That's it. That's right. That's right. So good point. It's yeah. a very good point. And, and just, I think people get caught in that. Like there's a lot of people it's like, ah, oh, I don't want to sound stupid and this, any other, but the only, the way you address it is just like Ken said, right? Like, you know what? Those things change every day sometimes. So let me get back to you. I mean, literally just that's it. And you move on. I don't worry about those sharpshooters out there that come up with this scenario. Well, Hey, there was a tornado on a year, you know, what, you know, all the crazy stuff that they'll try to throw at I'm like, you know, that's neat, <laughs> you know? He said, what if, what if, what if, you know, I had a sign for that, but I can't say it on the podcast. But okay. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> so, uh, so uh, yeah, so I'm in the big mortgage business and year three is when it kind of took off for me uh, to kind of doing what I said, just getting out of that comfort zone, right? Like push yourself, like um, you only need a little bit of courage really to go out there and just do it. And then once you get past that initial un un uncomfortable feeling, it just becomes easy, right? It's just something that it's like, hey, it's just part of the business. Like, like do the things you got to do that got you where you're at, when you, even when you don't feel like doing them, right? I mean, and we all know that. We all heard it. And so there's not a day that goes by that I don't prospect. Every single day, I'm prospecting to keep the pipeline full. So, um, and... Wait, wait, uh, I got a question. Yeah, I do too. Go ahead, Sean. Okay. You're closing 250 plus loans for several years in a row, <laughs> prospecting every day? Every day. And, and, and I, I won't leave the office. If I look and I say, oh, I didn't get this done, this part where I was going to call so-and-so, or here's two new prospects I was going to call uh, that are on my radar, then I make the call. Even if it's on my drive home, right? And you make the call. Um, because as soon as you don't, then it becomes easier to just blow it off again and to not do it. And I'm telling you, there's no worse feeling. You got a slow month because you weren't prospecting. Yeah. So are you, are you, are you telling me, Rick, that you're, that you're actually engaged and involved with your business on a daily basis? Yes. That's what I'm telling you. Okay. <laughs> right. I'm just saying, I'm just asking because, you know, sometimes people are getting caught up in kind of setting it and forgetting it and maybe putting their business on autopilot from things that they've been taught previously that don't necessarily service in today's mortgage market. Right. And so, you know, we, Sean and I, we believe that you have to be engaged in your business to a degree. Right. Right. And, and in, you know, developing and continuing to nurture those relationships. Do you feel yeah. the same way? Do you believe? Yeah. Feel the same way. And, and when I got away from that, because I, I was, kind of heard a system that, you know, oh, you got to do things this way. And I got away from it. Then I noticed <clears throat> those referral partners that were sending us business weren't sending us as much, right? Because you did disengage. And I get it. When you get busy and you're building a, a big business, it does become tougher to stay engaged with, you know, a wide a variety of folks and referral partners. 
But, you know, uh, you either have to decide that if that's your model, you're going to do it, or you narrow that model down and you get more of their business by going deeper with those folks. So that's it. And we, and this is a great conversation. This is something that we have often in our top producers huddle group, um, of, of our clients where we dig in deep and like we really get clear on this because it is different for everyone. Uh, we're all at different places in our business and like we have to cater to ourselves to where we're at in our business and not just listen and or copy something that someone else has done because they're successful with it. Like that may not work for you. They may not be the season that you're in at that current time of your career. And so you really have to know where you're at and who you are in this business before really making those adjustments. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd like you all listening and, and watching this podcast right now to, to ask yourself one thing. One, am I prospecting every single day? Is that something that you do every day? And it doesn't have to be making phone calls. There's, there's lots of other techniques that we teach. There's ways to be prospecting, networking, and in front of your referral partners and clients. And the other thing that, that Rick said that I don't want to gloss over uh, is he said going deeper with your partners will get you more business. So when you're new, when you're starting out, I mean, you got to make those phone calls like Rick did. Like, that's a good use of your time. People have to know you. So you got to get in front of them so they know you. But once they know you and then you deliver and you build the trust, then it's about going deeper. So you got an agent who did 12 buyer side transactions last year. They gave you four. Well, how can I get four more? You got somebody who, who did 20. They gave you five. How can I get, I mean, how can you continue to grow and increase that business? Because the net at some point doesn't need to be so wide. You just need to go deep with those partners and really build that and ask for the business. We have a rule in the office that we, we implore through every single person. It does not count as a meeting, does not count as a call. It doesn't count as anything if you don't ask for the business. Otherwise people just think you're some nice guy or some nice gal that they have yeah. with and Cool. Right. And, and, and not to get off track, but you just made me think of something too. So we have a 4-H philosophy that we kind of manage our business from. And one of them is hungry, right? And so um, it's easy to be hungry when you're starving, when you're first getting started, right? And you will, you will work with some folks that maybe you wouldn't normally work <laughs> you know, because they're, they're, they're high maintenance or whatever. Let's just put it like that, right? Um, but it's tougher to be hungry when you're well-fed. And I like to think that we're well-fed. I'm a skinny guy, right? If I turn sideways, you might not see me, right? No, but but, but uh, we stay hungry because like, like people need to know that you're relevant and you're in the market and you're, you're a player in the market. And the way they know that is you tell them. Like I don't ever leave it to second guess or they think this, that, and the other. If I want them to know it, then I got to tell them. And so that's kind of like our motto and kind of how we go after that piece of the market um, as far, or sorry, our marketing message is that, Hey, we're a player, we're here. We're not going anywhere. Call, you know, and, and I'm available. And I know there's different philosophies, but I answer my phone. People call me and I answer it. So, yeah, that's good stuff. So, um, so share with us a little bit about what your niche is. I, I'm, you know, from what I know about you and we've had these conversations before is you, you know, you do all loans, like you do any type of loan that you can do and, and serve. But right. you, but your niche, uh, you're a, a, a local celebrity expert in your marketplace for VA lines. That's right. So a little bit about that. Yeah. So, um, so it's easy to relate to something that you lived, right? That you were a part of, and it's something you read in a book. And there's nothing wrong with reading, right? Um, to try to get some knowledge. But since I was in the service, 
uh, and I was in the army and I, I like all the acronyms are just part of your, you know, everyday life. And when we live in a town in Colorado Springs where we've got a lot of military folks. Um, and so it just makes sense, right? If you want, you go where the business is, right? And, and plus I just, it's something I actually care about because I see so many veterans that are getting a raw deal. They're getting bad advice. They are not getting the homes that they want because of working with folks that maybe just don't specialize in and there's, and, and, you know, it just is what it is. Right. So, so we made a, a conscientious decision to, Hey, we're going to really focus on this because that's what we care about. So one, I, I changed companies to align with a company that had the resources and the same mindset of supporting veterans and, and, and first responders. So that I did that. That was a big, big, big game, game changer for me. And, 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 um, and it was a big, big deal in this marketplace, right? Because they said, oh, Rick, we're changed. Where did he go, right? And then now they want to know about the company I'm with. So, um, so that was big, right? And then uh, there's a group out there, Military Mortgage Boot Camp. I met some guys probably three years ago that-, that Friends of ours, friends of ours too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, great guys, right? And great guys. those guys were like, hey, you know, you want to take care of veterans and be a veteran advocate, come, come to our class and our training. So we, I did that. And the message just it hit me right, right in the kisser, right? I'm like, oh man, this is, this is spot on. And so I just went all in and tried to learn as much as I can about how they say you should be teaching classes in the community. So then I started teaching those classes um, about busting the VA, you know, loan myths that are out there and just getting people more aware of how to get the VA offer accepted in a competitive market. So I start, I, and I literally did one class, right? And all of a sudden, they said, Rick Ward is the VA expert. And you know why they said that? Because I told them so. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, I told them. And yeah. you want somebody to do something or you want them to thank you. You see, I'm shaking my head right now when I say that. Like, that's what I did. I'm the VA expert. And they're like, yeah, they're all going to, he is, right? You know, so, um, so anyway, so, and, and I do really try to really sharpen the saw and, and read that 26-7 um, from front to back. It, it, as dry as it is, just so you can really say you are the expert. Absolutely. That's good stuff. Yeah. So you've been putting these classes on, uh, and you'll have anywhere from 40 to 50 realtors show up, and you'll do these classes, and you're yep. educating them yep. to the VA market. And really, they're not going to remember everything, but they are going to remember, well, Rick put this class on. He's the VA expert. And every time they get a VA buyer, even if they don't work with you, on other business, they'll send you all their VA business because they know that that's your niche. That's what it is that you work for or yep. work a lot with. So good stuff. Yep. Well, man, let me ask you another question. And um, you know, you just uh, you just you've been such a contributor to our group, uh, somebody that we've grown to like and love and respect. And uh, share with us a little bit about what coaching has done for you. And and in addition to that question. Um, how is next level loan officers different? Yeah, so um, so for me, coaching was an, is another game changer, right? It's like you you don't know what you don't know, and I don't care how much you study, how much you read. You're never going to be smarter than the collective group of folks that are together that are out there in the trenches getting stuff done. And so having a coach is it's awesome because you can bounce ideas off somebody. I, I run into an issue; it's almost like having your own board of advisors, right? Like when you, when you work with a group that you trust that, uh, when I say trust, like, like they are doing what I am doing. It's not something they did 10 years ago. It's not something they did, you know, back when they were little kids, right. You know, or, you know, they're doing 
they're doing it right now. They're closing loans right now. So that's why I chose Next Level um, because you guys, um, and, and it's just the facts, right? You guys are closing loans right now. You're rec- you recruit loan officers for, you know, in your team. You manage teams. You, you, you are getting new products and you're learning how to grow your business. You're, you're experimenting just like the rest of us, right? What doesn't work? And so to me, I think that's, that's what sets you guys apart from all the other programs that are out there, um, no, no matter what. So uh, does that answer your question, Ken? Yeah, man. You know, I've never asked anyone that question before. So you're the first. I've just nominated. I just come up. It's like, you know what? I'm going to ask them, you know, and this yeah. podcast has never been about selling our coaching program. It's about giving value back to the marketplace. Absolutely. Um, and there's not enough of us out there, right? There's just not. I'm not trying to say that to Bose because I'm, you know, I'm actually a fairly humble guy. Uh, but yeah, I feel like we give a lot of value. I feel like we've been helping a lot of people and it's no alternate, there's no hidden agenda. It's just like, Hey, let's help as many loan officers as we can, um, you know, with the market shift and the changes and the, you know, and the low inventory in some marketplaces and the, you know, and rates being different and margins being compressed and all these things that have happened. And of course, man, like we're in a place now where things have gotten a lot better than what they were there for a few months. And, you know, everything's kind of the dust has settled, so to speak. Right. So yeah. what's next? And for me, man, a lot of people need to get plugged into the conversation. That's, that's my two cents for today. So. Yeah, Sean, I would agree with that. Yeah. Sean, you want to add to that? So, so you summed it up uh, remarkably well for, uh, you just summed it up remarkably well. I got nothing. Yeah, for, for Marie, but Rick, <laughs> you, you did, uh, Kenny, you did say what's next. So, man, Rick, you're, you're crushing it. You're, you're closing almost alone, if not more than alone, a business day right now. Will you just transition to, um, in the last few months, a company that more aligned with the values really to bring VA loans to the market? And so, you probably got some big goals ahead of you. What, what do those look like? for somebody who's already in the top 0.1% of originators in the country? I mean, well, so like, thank you for saying, you know, I'm doing okay. But in my eyes, I want you to know that I'm not done. Right. Like it's, uh, it's that hunger factor, right? Like I need to just, I'll throw a number out there. I want to get to the hundred million in a year. Right. Like that's where I want to be. So, um, and so I don't know, I'm a, I'm a, the stack rank matters to me. It always has in anything I've ever done. So I always hated like these, these organizations out there that are teaching kids sports and they don't keep score. I'm like, who doesn't keep score? Like, yeah, like, for sure. Win, right. I'm sorry. But anyways, and the, I don't mean any offense to anybody out there to saying, Oh, that guy, you know, whatever. It, maybe I do. I don't know. But anyways, um, like I like to, Wait, keep- Rick, I'm sorry. Can, can I just add one thing there? When- sure. So, so my oldest just turned five and, you know, he played his first like soccer and baseball and all that stuff when he's like three and a half years old, when he got that damn participation trophy, I wanted to throw it in the trash can. Oh, I was yeah. just like, why are they giving these kids trophies? But I uh-huh. just, I am with you a hundred percent on that. They got to learn how to win and they got to learn what it feels like to lose too. But they have to be, that's life. That's real life. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, uh, so yeah, so Emmett Smith, you know, I'm a big Dallas Cowboy fan. I got to bring up the past, but so Emmett <laughs> Smith, you know, he won the Super Bowl and the commercial came out the year after they won the Super Bowl and he was in the gym and he was bench pressing. Boom. Boom. And he looked over and he just took like a two second breath and then he went back to pumping iron, right? That was his break. And so it's like, sometimes it's okay for us to sit back and smell the roses 
and have processes and systems in place that allow us to get as much done as we possibly can and our teams to get as much done as possibly can, that we're efficient, that we're closing loans on time, and that we're closing things with the least amount of work as possible, leveraging technology, and, uh, and then being able to have the weekends to spend with our families and to be with our kids. And, and that's what we promote. And, but at the same time, to Greg's point, it's like we have to aim high and we have to stay hungry and we have to stay focused on the things we, we want in life. And there's nothing wrong with that. Like, and there needs to be a measuring stick. You know, again, that's something that Sean and I teach in, uh, in our next level loan officers uh, huddle group. Like we have a whole entire class about measuring your results and how to stay accountable and how to get more done and all of these things and give you tools and resources to, to make that an easier process for you. So, uh, Sean, if you don't have anything else, Matt. No, no, so, so Rick was, uh, I interrupted him before, but he was okay. talking about this path to a hundred million. Okay. Yeah. Talk oh, yeah. about where you were heading there. I thought you were done. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, and ultimately just so you know, I've got a daughter in the business that literally, literally I'm building this at, with her. She's in the business now. And so she thinks differently than I do. We got some yeah. things in common. Way better she, looking than you too. Oh uh, yeah. That's really for sure. No doubt about that, right? You got that from our mama. I just, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but you know, I'm I'm gonna pass this business on to her someday. So I want to give something and hand something off that like she's proud of too. So that that's that's kind of the end game and and my next few goals here. But I, I don't put me out to pasture yet. I got a few more years left in me. All right. Uh, well, I tell you, we were uh, you and I, Rick, were in Florida not long ago, and we were walking down the sidewalk. And I remember you saying, yeah, I'm 54. I'll be 54 this year, yeah. yeah. And I thought, for real? I was like, shoot, man, I hope I look like Rick Ward when I'm 54. Like, you're looking good for 54. So, hey, do you, Lewis, like, you look like Rick Ward right now. Come on. Oh, yeah, come on. Yeah, yeah, that's it. So, so in closing, everyone, um, like, get in the conversation. If you're driving down the road and you're listening to this podcast, um, don't forget to download our free app, and all you have to do is text the word next level to 36260. 36260. It's real simple. And like get in the conversation. Like we're here to help. And uh, we've got a lot of uh, previous podcasts that you can get from the free app. You can go to our website and see all that we've got going on uh, in the future and the events that we're going to be doing in different places uh, across the country. And uh, we'd love to meet you and see you. And we encourage you to come out and, and visit with us uh, next time we're in Dallas. I know we've got some things coming up there. And, uh, and that's about it. So we appreciate you, Rick. Like, thank you, man. Like, that was an awesome time you spent with us today. And, and we're very grateful. Appreciate you guys a lot, man. Thanks for inviting me. And, uh, you know, if you need me again, let me know. Uh, we <laughs> will. Thank you all for watching. Thank you for listening. Have a great day. Bye, everybody. <laughs>